Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Max Maxwell Show. And you know how we do it. We only bring the best, and that's why my guest today, you may have seen him actually on a live that we did where it's just impromptu. Yo, Wes, give me a call. But my guy, Wes, just came down from Charlotte to Winston-Salem to be in the studio so we can talk some things because I think you guys need to hear him. But welcome to the studio, no other than my guy, Wesley Knight. How you doing, brother? Yeah, what's good, buddy? Thank, thank you for coming, man. Man, look, I had to bring the entire group as well. It was good, man. We actually spent the whole day with your team. Yep. Um, and Exposure, just, man. Exposure. Yeah. A lot of these guys come from different areas and walks of life, athletes, salesmen in other, school, yeah. in other schools of, of, of discipline. Um, but when you talk about being exposed to someone who is so focused. Yeah and who is in so intentional and what can be creative or be created mm -hmm. through that intentionality, through that obsession uh, and what's available to them, like the unlimited nature of what is available to you when you get myopically focused and you produce, um, giving these guys the opportunity. Because we're, look, I saw this in my mind's eye a year and a half ago. At some point I was gonna get to a space where I can meet Max. And every single individual that we work with at KGI in Charlotte, at some point has come across a Max Maxwell video. So we're all disciples. So number one, it was exposure. And then you opening up the door to where you're headed, what your focus is, what your direction is. Come on, man. You blessed us beyond belief. Man, that's what's up, man. I, I enjoy speaking to people that want to be intentional with their life. Um, and I enjoy really hanging out with you and, and now and now your team. And so we didn't get to smoke cigars today, but nope. we're going to make sure it happens soon. But talking about athletes... Um, you were a professional uh, athlete yourself, right? I was, man. Shout out to Edson Buttle. I wasn't <laughs> on Edson. If, for those of you who don't know, Edson Buttle is one of the greatest strikers in the history of the United States. Um, he was a talisman in the game of football. They call that a forward, a number nine, a guy that can score goals. Edson mm -hmm. scored many a goal, and he's your cousin. Yeah. Um, I wasn't on Edson's mm -hmm. level. I never stayed in the league. I didn't have to stay in power in the league. Um, never but you, wore but you US made it. National. Man, but... I'm the only player from Easley, South Carolina, who's ever gotten to that level. And I take big pride in that, man. Um, so I made it. Didn't stay long. A little seven-year career yeah. ended in 2015. And here we are. So from, from being a... Th there's something that they say about athletes, D1 athletes and those type of people, is that they have this drive in them that takes them beyond sports if they can wrap their head around it. Yeah. So like, I know like um, my guy uh, Vince, he was in finance in New York City and a lot of the big firms. And he says they would, they would green light um, D1 athletes and professional athletes to a certain level of interview only because they had this drive in them that most people don't have. Because there's only gonna be 1% of people who play the sport actually make it to the professional level where they're getting paid and can support their family from Right. It. And so you did that. So that says something about you. So whether, whether it was seven years or seven months, it doesn't matter. Listen, everybody who's sitting on the other side of this, who's made a deal in wholesale, it takes you about five deals to make what I made an entire season as a pro athlete. Don't matter. Right? Doesn't matter. The exposure, the network, the individuals that I got to be around. But even more than that, man, it's a capacity as a human being that it builds inside of you. Like the, you talk about drive, but uh, it, it's the willingness to compete with self, to understand the, the I call it the next level mentality of, of you want to do, you know, you need to do five sets, but then you're able to get yourself to six and even touch seven. Um, it's a willingness to, to turn everything that you do into a, a micro competition yeah. and, and then compete. 
Um, and that's just a training, right? That's the psychology that yeah. they're building you from, from a young age. And when you get out into the real world, this is why even soldiers, and I'm, I, you know, you, thank you for your, your service, Absolutely, man. Like, yeah, man. But when you get into that intensive an environment and you come back to civilization and you see that other people aren't quite wired like that mm -hmm. and aren't looking to compete with you and you've been in this cage competing for your life and for your well-being for years. Like, I, I mapped it out today, 28 years, first 28 years of my life was athletics. It was dedicated. I wrote out the timeline because I was like, man, let me actually look at the timestamps and see what that looks like in hindsight. 28 years. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something different when, when you're an athlete and can transition into like the civilian life and use that same intensity sure. to do whatever you want to do. Now, let, let's talk about, you, you, you're, you're in real estate now. Yep. You are doing wholesale deals, flips, and all that other stuff like I'm that. I'm in phase one. Phase, phase one, one is a, phase one is a long phase. Phase one is a long but phase. But it's a rewarding phase uh, sure. to be in. Most people actually never make it to phase one because of their analysis paralysis. But I know you got to have a first deal story. Can you quickly tell me like your first deal story? Man, I've told it so many ways. I've, I've learned how to condense it and see the spiciest yeah, yeah, moments. Yeah. But listen, we all have our first deal story. You've got to keep that first deal story and, and really build it out because you're going to come across so many people along your life that are going to ask you the first deal question mm -hmm. and the the more you can help them understand everything you went through to get to that point it will help them along the way be inspired to get their first deal so check this out it's uh 2019 and i'm on my fifth job fifth business that i've created since i retired from soccer in 28 mm -hmm. stopped coaching soccer at 30 and i had built five and failed five businesses to that point my fifth business um I was representing as a talent manager. Uh, I was managing a speaking career of a, of a guy who's, who's, who's doing great, former hip hop manager in Atlanta. He, he's, he's doing an excellent job and COVID shut us down. And I basically went from, you know, building a successful speaking career, traveling across the United States, mm -hmm. wilding out, building a podcast, Logan Paul. We were on Ed Milet. We were working our way to Lewis Howes in the School of Greatness. Like we were climbing that ladder. Andy Frisella, 75 hard, the mm -hmm. whole bit. And uh, boom, COVID came. Did what it did to everyone. Wiped you out. Wiped me out. You can't travel and make money in speaking. Yeah. You can't even get into the airport and take a yeah. plane. Yeah. Um, man. Again, failed career. Here's my fifth failed career, bro. Like, At what age was this? Uh, now I'm 33. Okay. Right? Okay. Now I'm 33. But the, since 30, when I started my first entrepreneurial venture in five businesses, before you know the story, mm -hmm. I had built so many different skills and I had built the eye for opportunity. And that's one thing mm -hmm. I really want to talk about to people at some point is understanding and, and being able to identify the opportunity. Yeah. Because there's so many shiny balls, especially as a young entrepreneur, there's so many doors you can walk through. Clarity, simplicity, like saying no and understanding. Big word. Right? Um, and we can get, we can unpack all of that while we go through this. But back to the one deal makes it real. I'm lost in the sauce, Max. My wife, orthodontist, love her to death. Claire, you are the best thing that ever happened to me. But here I am, she's seen me fail in five, four of my five businesses. Mm -hmm. She is the stability. She's zelling me monthly to get me by, to put gas in my tank. Yeah. She's zelling me. She's going to hate that I put this on camera, by the way. <laughs> but uh, it's the truth. Broke. 
$27,000 in IRS tax debt because I was paying myself the little bit I was making as a young entrepreneur. Yeah. How am I going to pay Uncle Sam? I can't even can't eat. rent. Can't eat. I'm not about to be homeless yeah. living on my friend's couch. I'll pay them back at some point. Yeah. Boomerang money. I, yeah. It'll come back. get it back. So I'm sitting. I'll never forget this day, bro. I'm sitting in my bed in the master bedroom, lost in the sauce, trying to figure out what's next. And here comes this bearded black guy <laughs> on YouTube who was speaking my language. There, I have seen 50 micro wholesaler influencers. None of them could catch, could speak to me. Mm -hmm. And it was, I'll never forget it. It was the, it was the, I think you, uh, how to sell, uh, how to wholesale or how to, something in real estate for $1,000 or under mm -hmm. $1,000. Yeah, exactly. how to get into real estate for under $1,000. Whatever that was. Came across on the suggested bar. It's like, huh. Thank you, YouTube. Yeah. Suggested <laughs> bar hustle. That's a whole nother. Anyways, hit it. It was instant obsession, Max. Mm -hmm. Instant. What? Caught the fire. Here I am working with Charlie Rocket. We're talking about real estate. Every time we tour, I'm going to LA. He's showing me his property in Manhattan Beach. I'm going to Atlanta. He's showing me his loft right beside Mercedes Benz Stadium. He's showing me over on the other, on the west side, two other properties he's got. He's like, man, this is what you do when you get money. I'll teach you, blah, blah, blah. This was on the cusp of me understanding the power of real estate, but not being positioned. So I thought, that, that I could get into real estate. Here is a video of a black guy who speaks in a way that simplifies the game. Like that's the power of why you have so many disciples is because you simplify very complex concepts. Mm -hmm. You break it down in a way that is bite-sizable. It's, 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 it's a language that a fourth grader could understand, right? And that's why people gravitate towards it. Hey, you got some flair, some spice, some swag, like that's the extra piece. And so boom. That myopic focus that is like the key, guys. Obsession is like the key. My, my number and one thing. Let me tell you, I, I teeter on the line between drug addict mm -hmm. and like hyper successful, mm -hmm. right? I, my parents had to monitor me when I was little with, with Adderall because like I could easily fall into this success, obsessive space. But when channeled in the right way, it can become a powerful, powerful projection. I think every successful entrepreneur has that same Come on, man. Spend a day around Mark Cuban. Yeah. Tell me he's not obsessed. R.I.P. Kobe, mama mentality for a reason. Mm -hmm. Jordan, LeBron, you Ma know. Maverick Carter. Yeah. Why do you think Maverick is, 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 is spinning at the, the speed he is? His proximity to LeBron. Mm -hmm. Right? It's an energy that catalyzes other people. It infuses itself into other people at a D, like a, 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 a what is it called? DNA? Mm -hmm. Dio, dio nucleic acid, whatever it is. <laughs> it gets deep down into those protons, neutrons, and electrons, and it infuses itself. All right. So here I am obsessively watching your videos. And one thing I've never had a problem with mm -hmm. is analysis paralysis, ever. So much so that I do and do stupid stuff because I don't think about it. I just go. Mm -hmm. I trust myself. So here I am, hopping in the car, start driving for dollars. Oh, he says you could drive for dollars, look for distressed property. So I start driving. Next thing you know, I'm canvassing all the lake area. 
I'm starting to get more familiar with my understand the territory territory than I had ever been in my life. Mm -hmm. People are now saying roads and I know exactly where that road is. I know a house on the corner that I saw that was distressed that's mm -hmm. across the road from an industrial. I, all of a sudden, I'm open to a whole new world. <laughs> Bro, like, this is the craziest thing ever. I now have a belief system. If he can do it, why can't I? Exactly. Right? And so I'm now I'm driving and I'm coming back to my wife. I'm like, babe, I swear this is going to work. Like, um, but next month I might need like just a little more money. Like just hit me with just a little bit for gas. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to drive and I'm going to find the deal. Mm -hmm. Well, just so happened that, uh, that the bandit sign idea was something that I felt because I was driving. Why don't I layer on another step? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be out here, why don't I just start dropping First, signs? Yeah. So I bought like 200 bandit signs, bruh. You gotta be, you gotta, They're like $2 a piece. Yeah, you got Zelle for that one, too. What? Yeah. That's a lot of money. They're expensive. So, and it's $2 you're throwing away because put them down on Friday, up on Sunday. Damn. Well, I wasn't about to quit. I could not walk back to my wife and say, I'm giving up. I'm going to the next thing. Because mm -hmm. there was this hum inside my heart that was like, this is it. Just stick your head down. The same feeling I had when I used to take a soccer ball out to the middle school wall and bang it off the wall. This is back when you didn't have AirPods yeah. and you, mm -hmm. you didn't have it. You had a MP, little MP3 player. You stick it in your back pocket and go to work. 400, 500, 600 reps off the wall to, to develop the touch. Mm -hmm. Right? If I just stick my head down, this is going to work. Keep pushing through this intense moment. <laughs> Four weeks in. All right. Shout out Duke. He's sitting at my, my table. We were writing. It was our last batch of bandit signs. I'm looking at Duke. Duke's looking back at me. I'm like, man, I don't think this works. <laughs> I done tried it. We're at, I done the, tried end, it. at the end of it. Like, I know this number by heart now. Like, you think this is really going to happen? We haven't done Kannapolis yet. Let's go to Kannapolis. All right. Next day. Bring, bring. Google voice number. What? It's a call. Pick up the call. It's a dude from Wilson, North Carolina. Middle of nowhere, North Carolina. Middle of nowhere, North Carolina. There's nothing there. If you're from Wilson, like, I'm so sorry, but <laughs> man. He says, I'm actually in Charlotte right now. My father has just passed away. He's got two properties right beside each other. 903, 905 Hood Street. Said, uh, saw your We Buy Houses sign. Don't know if you would want these houses. Don't even know if you would drive to Wilson, but uh, I'm looking to sell these things for cash. What? While he's talking, keys in the car. Brrr, turn it on. Tell me where to go. Okay, 904 hood. Boom. Keyed it in. I'm on the way. Watching Max Maxwell videos, Jerry Norton videos along the way. Nothing mattered. I'm, I'm going to get this deal. Show up to the house. The house is right across from an elementary school. These things were dilapidated. It was disastrous inside, like a hoarding situation. Like, yeah, you got to scrape these. And there's like a Dollar Tree that's old, you know, 15, Even the Dollar Tree didn't make it. Yeah, like everything. I'm sorry about Wilson, but man, we, we got to figure out how to revive Wilson. <laughs> so I, I, I'm like this. I don't have any buyers here. I don't know. I don't believe in this. Um, I don't see any houses around here flipped. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't look like from market research right now, there's anything going on. 
My wife texts me, how's it going, baby? <sighs> Can't even respond yet. Get in the car. I'm on the way back from Wilson to Raleigh. I, can only, I get 25 minutes outside of Raleigh. I get another call, Max. I shit you not, bro. This is why I believe in magic. This is why I believe in magic. This is why I believe in the unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm serendipitously 25 minutes from Raleigh and a dude who has six brothers whose brother was in Charlotte called his brother in Raleigh. The Raleigh brother who was at the house called me. Wow. He said, hey, man, this guy with the, with the We Buy Houses signs in Charlotte? I said, yeah, man, that's me. He said, uh, you buy houses in Raleigh? I said, actually, man, I'm, I'm about to pass through Raleigh. I'm about 25 minutes out. He said, all right, uh, me and my six brothers, we just lost our father, and, and uh, my mom won't step foot back in our house, and, and we, we got to get rid of this thing, man. We're in foreclosure. The banks come, come take this thing. Uh, can you come by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. All of a sudden, I go from no, no appointments, never been on an appointment, mm-hmm to two houses to now I'm about to meet my first seller. Now this is four and a half months of us working to try to get people on the call, on the phone, Mm -hmm. calling. Okay. This is a long time of trying to wholesale. seems like it's early. It's not that early. All right. Show up at the house. There's six dilapidated cars in the driveway, the house falling in, but along the way, there were houses that were flipped all over the neighborhood. So you say, oh, it's got some potential here. Yeah, yeah, so everything Max tells me is, you know, canvas the area, look for flips. If there's at least one flip in the area, you know that the someone painted, has set the, the color. The painted colored door. That's the, it. If the door's been repainted a new color, it's a flip. Belief system was high. Now my confidence is a little higher because mm-hmm. I know the area. Get there, meet the guy, walks me through the house. I don't even remember anything he said didn't matter. The only thing I knew was get pictures, video, get prepared, and get his number, mm-hmm. and then go home and figure out how to underwrite. Next step is all you, you don't even need to know the next step. You just gotta take the first one. Correct. Okay, take all the stuff back to the house. I know he wants 100,000, all right? Wants $100,000 for this house. That is his floor. He's not moving off that price. He's got six brothers, six of them. They gotta split everybody's that. Got, yeah, everybody's gotta get paid, okay? So there's part of me that's a, that's a champion for these brothers, and another part of me that has to figure out how to solve this problem, right? So I get back home, first thing I do is like, okay, get on, comp, get on Zillow, start the comp, prompt stream, start mm-hmm. the comp, comp. There are flips everywhere. I, I never had a deal, I don't know how to, what, buyers, what, what? Raleigh, right? Hop on YouTube, do, 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 do. Jerry Norton, how to, how to find, uh, you know, investors in a neighborhood that you've never been in remote yep. tells you to go to Zillow, look at houses that look like they've been flipped in the last 30 days, search for the agent that represented the, the seller, call the agent, tell them you'll cut them in on a fee to introduce them to the individual that was, that flipped the house to mm-hmm. the investor that flipped the house. Oh, okay. Called the agent. Second call I made was the lady who, was an agent, represented the house, and flipped it. She was an investor herself. So she was an investor. I agent. said, this is, this is the house number. She said, great. What do you want for it? Uh, I, I, $120,000. $20, okay, I'm going to go big. I had just had the confidence. Like, high ticket sales is a whole nother area. Yeah. Right? So I had just had the confidence. 
of selling mastermind tickets mm -hmm. for Charlie Rocket, $25,000, $30,000 pops. So I, I wasn't afraid. Some people are afraid to ask for a thousand, yeah. even 5,000. So I had broken that belief system. Uh, 20,000, she said, all right, send me the contract. Max, I didn't even have a contract. It's like a contract to sign. So I went into the Facebook group, super resourceful, just figure out the next thing, go at it, run at it fiercely. Asked who the closing attorney is in Charlotte. Shout out Harry, Harry Marsh. Marsh. Yep. Found Harry. Harry sent me the contract, said, get these things filled out, and then send it back to me. I'll, I'll make sure it's good. Send it to her. Bro, she had it back to me in five minutes. She wanted the house bad. Okay? The only contingency she had was that the six cars had to get moved. Mm -hmm. And the house had to get cleaned out. She would lay down the, the can, but... Somebody's got to do somebody's it. Somebody's got to do it. So I came back to the sellers. I had a $20,000 spread. Came back to the sellers. Offered them five grand to move all the stuff. And for... Offered them five grand to move all the stuff. And for one... I'm in at 106. Mm -hmm. right? So $1,000 each. Six grand each. I'm in at 106. I'm out at 120. $14,000 wholesale fee was the first one, which I'm coming to realize doesn't, you don't get big pops like that often. Mm -hmm. And for it to be the first one, super blessed. So 14 was my exact first number as well. It's wild. My first exact number, got my first deal in three weeks. Wow. Now, what did that feel like to letting your wife know? First of all, she didn't believe it was real until the check came in, yeah. the HUD statement. So what about bringing that check and that HUD statement home? Well, what was crazy was, was, when the when it hit the bank account, I had to show her that most of it was going back into the business, so it wasn't <laughs> as big as what she thought it was. It doesn't be. matter though, but yeah. it's a proof of concept That's at this it. point. That's it. And I knew, and I told her, look, if I can do this once, babes, I can do it as many times as I stay passionate for. Scale. Let's go. She said, well, um, how long is it going to take you to do another one? That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. Right. And so at that time, uh, my my boy Duke and I, we we hit the ground running. We hired a virtual assistant. Shout out Cheryl. Um, Cheryl came in. Cheryl's my Leica. Mm -hmm. uh, she was, she's been with us since the very beginning. She runs the entire business. She's incredible. She, we've hired uh, her husband. We've hired her sister-in-law. We've hired her best friend. So you got a family family. We've got a family. I call it vertical integration. Cheryl, Cheryl knows everything about our business. And when we bring new individuals in, uh, she, she teaches them the game and, and, and gets them trained up, gets them ready to go. She's incredible. So now you, you're, you're doing, you got a team, you guys are working yeah. together. Big JV model. Mm -hmm. Okay, for those of you out there, man, no screws, McDuck, McDuck mentality. Uh, we share the wealth. So everyone who, who comes and is a part of our team that brings deals to the table, we have a disposition. It's just like what you got at Venture Atlas. Mm -hmm. When I saw it, I knew exactly what yeah. it was. Right? So we spread the deal in equal ways, as yeah. equal as possible. Um, and, and we look to to create stability within these guys' lives and gals' lives, right? Through through real estate, through wholesaling. Um, because it's tough when you get the deal to know what to do next and it's know about, how to yeah. coordinate. If these guys can just get focused, just go get the deal, right? We, we will manage the transaction, coordinate it to the finish line. You'll get cut out on the HUD statement um, and, and we'll help you have you know, the, the keys to success along the way. So we've got 13 guys now, we're in seven markets. Um, we're a year and a half into this thing. We're trying to expand our office. Um, man, we're having fun, dude. Like, we, we brought how many guys? Eight guys here yeah. today. Uh, and we're just having fun. So question for you. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Yep. What separates somebody who starts and fails and somebody who is successful in this business? The obsession is number one. 
Number two is proximity to somebody who is better than them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, if it wasn't for you, man, I wouldn't be literally in the seat, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even though I wasn't proximal to you geographically, metaphorically, like I was right there. Yeah. You were with so, me all, every day. So have an obsession and having proximity to somebody who's got knowledge. So so that obsession with knowing that you can do this. Yeah. And so believe, do you, you truly believe that if 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 you can do this, anybody can do it. What? Bro, I, just like you, I'm dyslexic. Mm-hmm. I failed miserably in school. Yep. Um, my kinesthetic intelligence is out of the roof, so mm-hmm. I move very, very easily and very well. Mm-hmm. But all other ways of learning are unique. Uh, but you put me on a whiteboard, like, watch out now. It's over. I got, sk- I got skills on being able to build systems, processes, visions, phases. Um, but you don't learn those things right away. That's just through repetition. So have an obsession. That's the energy. That's the fire. That's what takes you from, from potential energy to kinetic. Gets can, you can somebody learn obsession? I think it is a muscle just like your biceps. I think over time, but I think you've got to see somebody that's obsessed, yeah. watch what they do, be exposed to how they do it. And then I think it, it, it breaks down the belief system. You can be like them if you believe you can be like them. Why do you think people got doubt about themselves or a thing they can and can't Programming. do? Programming. They they, like, they've been programmed over years to think a certain way, mm-hmm. to believe a certain way. They've been spoken to, whether it be parents, friends, brothers, siblings, teachers, They've been programmed in a way to believe and they haven't gotten to a place of cognition to distance themselves between the thought and the thinker. Mm-hmm. That makes but, a lot. Oh, did you catch that? Yeah. The yeah. thought and the thinker. thinker. That makes a lot of sense. No, I, I, I caught it. That's the thing you got to start to ponder on. What am I thinking and why am I thinking that? And then once you can distance yourself from both of them, you can choose whether or not that thought is to be replicated, or if you want to draw a line in the sand. Max, you're one of the greatest I've ever seen at drawing lines in sand. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? From people, to belief systems, mm-hmm. to what you want to attract, to what you want to uh, deconstruct. When you, you, you have, a, um, you have a, a way of thinking that you protect. Your ideas are unique. Mm-hmm. Right. That has come over time. But that's choosing to say no to other the way being influenced by other individuals or sitting and purposefully thinking and constructing your own approach, your own philosophy. Being very being very intense, like being very intent, just be like have yep. the most intent you possibly can that's to do it. something. You know, it's. I, I say it all the time and some people think I'm probably beating a dead horse, but this is possible. I mean, you look at me sitting here five or six years later, you know, to from where I couldn't even fathom thinking that I can get to this position where I am now. And I don't look at myself as anything special. Does it take a special person to become a successful entrepreneur or a leader? Listen, Max, and guys, to give you some credibility, we did 30 deals last month. All right. So I'm not a junior wholesaler, but I'm also not Max Maxwell. Did you hear that, guys? 30 deals a month. But I have a team of 13. It doesn't matter. To give you context. All right. So here's the thing. We were sitting at lunch today and Max loves to do this to me, but he does it to everybody. Max took me a level of elevation, like way up here, took the whole team up there, showed guys levels of thought and ways of thinking that we've not been to yet. Here I am getting anxious. Thinking about myself, man, I gotta catch up. Like this dude is so like advanced. And then I went to my calculator 
in my phone. And I did. Max is five years ahead of me, five times 365, 1,825 days. 1,825 days. If I was real smart, I would have multiplied 1,825 times 16. Why? Because we put about 16, 12 to 16 hours a day. Let's call it 10. Every day. Every day. And on the weekends. Right? So you can start to understand concepts and context. You've been in this thing five years beyond that. You're pull, being pulled behind other individuals who've been in it 30 years. Mm-hmm. Who are being pulled behind other people who've been in it 45 years. Yeah. You're in the slipstream. And just because people are watching this video, if they made it to this point in the video, they're in the slipstream. If they can stick inside the metaphorical slipstream, they will work their way up the ladder. What about, what about people who don't have proximity? Like, because... We had a guy Cigar Friday drive 11 hours through the night to come. Okay. Tell me about that. There's no excuses. I'm not Max Maxwell. I ain't. Hey, listen. Just because I was on your show. He drove 11 hours from South Bend, Indiana through the night to to the Lake Norman area of Charlotte, North Carolina, was there on time for Cigar Fridays, and then drove from Cigar Friday at 2 o'clock when we finished and was at Venture Atlas two, two hours, an hour and 15 minutes later. So, so the excuses people make are just going to be as valid as they want to be. You got to get out of the way. You say it all the time. Yeah. There are no excuses, man. And so this, 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 this success, this journey, or, you know, people look at things on the internet and look at whatever they think is whatever. Yep. And they say, I want that. Yep. But don't stop to think what it takes to get there. What you got to let go of. Yeah. What you got to sacrifice to get it. Sacrifice. That's it. So we talked about earlier that hustle is a season. Yep. It's not a lifestyle. That's huge, man. It's a, it's a season. Yep. That season in your life can be three, four years. But that three, four years sets you up for the rest of your entire life. Yeah. It's phase Cru- one. At cruise control after that. It's phase one. And so what about the people that, 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 that want this perfect work-life balance? They want... To be the four-hour work week people. Yeah, I don't have time for it. But that's I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy that can sit out on the yacht or on the beach with my laptop in my lap and feel like I'm accomplishing anything, right? Mm-hmm. I know that about myself. Some people love that. Some people want to take five, six, seven vacations a year, go see the world. I want to build. But you want to build a lifestyle to where if you want to, you could autonomy, autonomous. If I want to do this, I can, and I can bring others with, with me. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you constantly tell me think bigger. All the time. Right? Because I'm constantly thinking small because I'm not exposed to other individuals that have different layers. So we're all needing to grow. But if you understand that you, you as a human being, who you are, right, and, wh- and what makes you feel productive, and that productivity level adds into your belief system, your confidence, right? Mm. And you can start to get this cycle of life and energy and zeal going. They call it big mode, bro. That's momentum. And so if you can just, this is physics, man. This is not like anything Ain't other no than rocket physics. science uh-uh. is there. A, 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 a object in motion tends to what? Stay in motion. Okay. Period. That's it. So if you stop or you get off the train, you're more likely going to stop. And probably not get back on and the train. And here's the thing. This, I wrote it on the whiteboard today. This is the one thing I want to impart in everybody that's listening. It's at least a philosophy that I'd like to like, talk a little more about. Mm-hmm. Right? The major is built through the minor. 
Explain that. The major is built through the minor. It's the you don't want to do every day. The mm-hmm. little stuff, like waking up, no, no alarm. Like getting right out of bed. Like creating, I love Brandon Marshall. Shout out Brandon Marshall and his idea of the championship routine. Mm-hmm. Brandon Marshall struggled years with mental illness. Why? Because mm-hmm. he didn't create a framework in his day intentionally. Right? He didn't have something that he got up and he did every single day sequentially, time over time. If you follow me or you follow, not that I'm successful, let's say follow you, there's patterns to this. They say that Google and Apple can predict where you're going to be by 97% based upon your geographic pro- like mm-hmm. tendencies, the patterns that you do every day. So these individuals that are successful, they're waking up, they're going in the minor decisions every day. Am I going to wake up and you wake up? I don't want to go to the gym, but you get your ass to the gym. I don't want to do the extra set, but you do it, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to stay late. I don't want to make the call, but you do it. But you do it. The major is built through the minor. And over time, it creates this track record. And what you're seeing is wake. People don't believe you till they see it in the past, like over time. Damn, he's separated. Fact. Damn, there's Wes. And it happens Damn, fast. Damn, there's Max. Damn, what? And it happens fast. I didn't even see that. It happens fast compared Let to everybody else sitting still. Let me tell you why. While you were sleeping. And sleeping happens during the day. Mm-hmm. People While you're are awake. asleep on Instagram. I see it all the time. So People the other go to the bathroom, they take a just to sit on Instagram. That's facts, bro. Like people are wasting time. So I posted a video when we were live the other day on on uh, in, on Instagram. I posted a video. Yep. Uh, explain what you said in that video on, on the simple reason between how 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 if you had to say one thing to tell people how to be successful, what would it be? Number one is wake up early. Fundamentally, you have more time during the day to accomplish more tasks. Major is built through the minor. If you have more time to do more tasks and the major is built through the minor task, you simply have more tasks that you can complete in a day. And if you build a championship routine that's built upon identifying the tasks, working the task list, and then building out that task list to where all of a sudden, boom, now you, you're a machine work in these tasks and then build a team to take out the minor tasks and then layer on bigger tasks and then build a team to take out those tasks and continue to, to that sequence. All of a sudden now you've got, you've gone from you, yourself, okay, to someone else, to another someone else, and then their task lists are involved in yours. Now you've got duplication. And that's where momentum comes. You can't do it alone, number one, but waking up early, doing the minor every single day that people don't, else don't want to do, having more time throughout to do it and doing it over and over and over every day, all day, all the time. So it's real simple. Just do what other people don't want to do. The hard part is the clarity to know what goes on the task list. Mm-hmm. And that's the real spice and the real, the real sauce. Once you can identify, this is what I need to do. These are my income producing tasks. These are the follow-ups I need to do. These are the people I need to meet with. These are the network. Once you can identify what goes where and then put them together, now you've got a championship routine. Now you can't, no one can hold you. It's over. Kobe, Kobe, check this out, bro. 
400 makes of practice. At a 50% shooter, you got to shoot 800 shots of, uh, uh, of practice. Mm -hmm. Kobe had a full-time shot counter. Their only job was to count his shots every day. <laughs> so Kobe would come. Think about it. Kobe would come in the morning, and he would get 250 shots in in the morning. Ice down, get prepared. Then he'd have training when everybody else showed up. Get his 250, 300. Now he's at 600 shots. Right? On his cooldown, working his free throws, there goes his next 200. He's got his 800 every day, day after day, even on the road. Ask LeBron. They're on road trips with the dream team. Kobe's at the gym before everybody else. Already got 250 shots. So the difference is, what are you, what are you willing to do to identify what needs to be done and then how how obsessive are you to get that stuff done day after day got to make that sacrifice that's it and then the next thing what i'm aspiring now is because i've got i've got a routine that i feel real comfortable in i gotta think bigger mm -hmm. so the question to you is how do you think bigger how do you force yourself to expand your because routine can get you can get you programmed and comfortable mm -hmm. right so what are you doing to expand the way you think so you constantly think bigger don't enter the rooms that you're that you're in at the level you're in into the rooms that you where you want to be yeah and so it's simple like i stopped going to conferences of like people and went to the conferences of people where i wanted to go wow you so, see you just you're at like a yeah i was uh, i was at a conference where you know you got big private equity firms mm. that buying you know a couple billion dollars worth of deals a year and so you're like okay a b right <sighs> It sounds great to say, hey, we've done 30 deals this month, which is a large operation, right? A B. Yeah. Think about buying. Capital. Exactly. B. Think about buying 1,400 homes in a month. I can't even grasp that. And so when you, when you get in those different rooms, the numbers seem different. Right. Right? And so if you like I always say, if you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's right. So to, 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 this has been great. I think we can go for probably two hours. <laughs> right? So... Let's do this. We're going to do this back and we're going to, we're going to come back and we're going to sure. do it. We're going to do another show. And I think yeah. we're going to leave real estate to the side yeah, and we're just going to talk about the mindset, yeah. right? Because you're one of the few people that I've brought on that can match that algorithm that I put out when yeah. it comes to the mindset. That's where I live. Because real estate's simple. Any business it's is simple. It's just a game. It's a game. And so you got to figure out where you where what mindset do you need to be at to achieve what you want to achieve and a lot of people don't talk about it they talk about do this list do this strategy do this do that no bump all that if i teach you the mindset all of that's gonna come naturally facts and so you can heck with whatever list i'm talking about heck with whatever who i'm calling who i'm dialing what the team is doing forget the conveyor belt those are strategies yep. if you understand the mindset you'll come up with that stuff on your own you Thanks. think some you think somebody planted that genius seed in my head no i got the mindset <laughs> yeah so i'm just thinking about things different than you are mm. so where can people find you online man because i want people to check you out well here's the thing um i offered this last time max thought i was crazy all right if you do it again you i'm not crazier. gonna do it this time okay uh but <clears throat> Proximity is everything. We have a Cigar Friday every Friday uh, where you can literally, if you want to drive from South Bend, Indiana, and you want to pull up on us, um, you can pull up. Now, a lot of our guys are strapped, so don't come playing any business. because <laughs> North Carolina. Sent, yeah, yeah. You're going to see me. Yeah. Set, set back. Shout out Blaine, former Bellator MMA fighter. Like, 
he'll, you'll be submitted before anybody has to uh, pull the, draw the weapon. But here's the thing. We'd love for you to come pull up on a Cigar Friday, number one. Number two, the way you figure out where Cigar Fridays is, is I'm, my post is on IG. I don't spend a lot of time there. It gets lost there. Uh, you can find me there, and, uh, and we, can, we can engage in a conversation there. Um, but what I want everyone to understand is that if you literally take the time to go to Max's page on YouTube and you go to literally start at the date where he, at the beginning, way back, oldest videos. upload date, oldest, oldest video in that filter, and you have the discipline to go one by one by one. I have a note in my iPhone that is all of the, the spiciest things that you have taught me over time that I needed to recall in a, a iPhone note that's literally pages long mm -hmm. that I can refer back to in any moment. Take that and just build out your list. All you need to do, pathway to 30, 30 deals in a year is there. It's already been layer, layered for you. Yeah. If you need to come see it in a different way, come to us at KGI. But, the, but the, all that you need is on Max Page. And um, bro, I just, what you've done is sacrifice the last five years of your life for other people. I mean, you got disciples everywhere, bro. You got people who I, who I have run a mastermind with and beat the sun up who said they got their first idea wholesaling mm -hmm. at a We Live through Max Maxwell. You got people you'll never meet or never know who have taught other people you'll never meet or you'll never know. So I just want to like acknowledge you've done to help everybody else, man, because. Well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a good journey. It ain't, it ain't done. We're going to keep running. Yep. And uh, man, I appreciate you coming on. For 100%. sure it's going to be something. something it's gonna, we're going to do this again when we're going to talk strictly about mindset. And I think it's good. I know we got an NBA game to go get to. Let's get it. Uh, sitting on the court Pacers? Side. Yeah, yeah. Pacers. I can't name a Pacer it, player. It's a season opener, though. Let's go do yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. if you're still watching this right now on YouTube or you're listening right now and anywhere you listen to your podcast, please like on the YouTube. Give me a five-star rating on any podcast platform that you're on, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.